Hey, everybody, this is Jeremy from the My Franchise Football Podcast. And as I told you guys before, I am doing the Scott Fish Bowl this year. And part of the Scott Fish Bowl is charity. So my charity this year is going to be a Mother's Love Initiative. That is a Mother's Love, I-N-I-T-I-A-T-I-V-E.org. And there are two ways that you can donate. The first way is just go right to their website and press donate. Or you can pledge to me. And what I'm doing is $1 for every victory I have in the league. Anyone who wants to make that pledge, just hit me up on Facebook or on Twitter. And I will add you to the list. And then we will report out what the winnings will be at the end of the year. That's a motherlovesinitiative.org. And that's for the Scott Fish Bowl 2022 season. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. This is Justin. Hey, Pot on You Loons. This is Sam. No James today. Do we know what James is doing? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't remember. Sorry, James, if he told us and we don't remember, but James is busy. I don't think he told us. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Man, his his uh, fiance. And just all his little projects and happenings and things like that. She is a saint for letting him do all of those. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He's a man of, of many talents, many activities. Yep. And Carmen, everybody involved with everything that James does appreciates you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there there are a lot of people that would say James out. But I don't think that they mean he's out of the podcast. They would just like him to never step foot in minnesota again i don't know that might just be you sam i think sam you spend a little too much time pumping up james out (laughs) i think everybody wishes james was in more james come back we want to see you again i i mean it's other people bringing it up on twitter i know i started it i got the ball rolling but other people will say it too so james is out today we don't know exactly what he is doing we assume it's one of his many hobbies. He has told me, I did ask him, I was like, so when you get married and maybe eventually have kids, because he has talked about kids, I, I, I was like, what hobbies are you keeping and which ones are you not keeping? And, and he said the loons and the podcast would stay. Those are, the, those, are, those are the two most important things of his hobbies. Well, I would merge those hobbies into one, the loons <laughs> and the podcast, right? He didn't say it was the most important. He just said it was important enough to stay. It'll be good to have him <laughs> with kids and all, right? Do you, I, I think you just you'd like that so you could have someone to suffer with you through the 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 joys and and hardships of parenthood. I mean, by the time James has kids, I might not be suffering anymore. Like it gets easier once they're a little older. They become a little bit more self sufficient, can do stuff on their own. Right, right. Like right now, they're just waking me up and arguing with me. Asking like, to turn Frozen back on for the 75th time. Yep, yep. No, like, I, I mean, like, tonight I had an example. My my daughter, she has, like, a little bit of a sore in her mouth, which is bothering her, which I, I feel for that. So, like, for dinner, she pretty much only ate applesauce. 
because that was like the only thing that felt good. And before bed, she she was hungry and she asked me for, for a peanut butter sandwich. So I, I went down and made her one. And then I, I get upstairs. I present her the sandwich that she requested. And the response is, yucky. Bleh. <laughs> just just changes her mind. Which I don't know where she learned how to say bleh. Yeah. Did all that, that work. And then she's like, nope, I want crackers. And it's like, I cut the crust off. <laughs> I, you know, it's just like, what, what do you do? How do you win? I went to the baptism of my godson yesterday. And oh, it, hey, it was, congrats, man. Yeah, I mean, I just stood up there and, and yeah. put my hand on him and stuff before he got he got dunked. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, it, was, it was just a fun experience uh, being at the church and being a childless person and seeing all of the parents just struggling to get their kids to do what they're supposed to do and like to listen. And it was, I had to have a, a good conversation with my buddy whose son was being baptized. It's like, that has to, I mean, obviously it's frustrating when a kid doesn't listen to you, right? But like those moments where you realize that every kid does this crap, you know, like they're all yeah. just like doing their own thing or, it, you know, it's probably, it's probably too like when they're in public, right? Like, or in a different space and kids are weird. Kids have the shortest attention spans ever. And she probably forgot that she wanted that sandwich and changed her mind to crackers without you realizing it. Yep. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. But, but man, like, so it, it's just the two of us. We're going to talk some loons, talk kind of the end of the transfer window, maybe touch up a little bit on Saturday's game, you know, just, just to catch up with you, man. One, it feels like I haven't talked to you as much recently, though I know it's only been a week. Two, and I, I, I mean this, you know, no, no offense. You look a little tired right now. You told me before the show started you're a little tired right now. Several weeks ago, you told us that you were leaving the teaching profession and that you were going to go into coding. You're in a coding boot camp right now. How is boot camp, man? It is very, very enjoyable, but also super tiring and hard you know so i've i've like 20 hours of class every single week and probably 20 to 40 hours of work outside of class on projects and designing things so it's you know it's 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 a lot of cramming new material that i've never known before and then applying it and you know it's 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 hard work it's uh it i could see why I can see why there's demand for it because it's everywhere. And I can see why not everyone's capable of doing this. But I, I, I want to say though, that I've, I've, I'm really glad I made this decision. It's been, it's been a lot of fun and I feel tremendous accomplishment every time I finish a, an assignment or a project that I'm working on. I just got to figure out how to, how to be able to sleep and take care of myself <laughs> yeah. while also while also doing this uh we, we were just talking before it started i i, I don't want to complain too much to sam because you know that that dad life is is something else but oof yeah being up until midnight every night working on coding uh and then getting up at 8 a.m and doing it again is is, is hard work so uh, but i enjoy it though and i hope i continue to <laughs> yeah no i i think it's cool i i really think it's cool 
you know, as someone that did go back to school as an adult, I, I give people a lot of credit for doing so. I always give people credit, like just taking charge over something that they want out of life. And I, I really admire you for doing that. So you're, you're done soon, right? It was just a summer course, right? Yeah. So it's a 12 week program. Uh, I finish on September 7th. So a little under a month left. So, and then it'll, and it'll be time to try to find a job doing this. I'm going to take some time off though. I, I, I guess I didn't talk a ton about it on the podcast, but I, I started the Monday after school got out. So I, I finished the school yeah. year and then immediately jumped into this the Monday after. So I have a, a, a trip to Germany Ooh. and yeah, we're going to go to Germany to visit a buddy that lives out there. Uh, we can't, uh, we were hoping to have it be able to have us go to a game, but doesn't look like it's going to happen. Unfortunately, like a soccer game out there, which would have been cool. But I'm sure going to Germany will still be a blast, uh, and we are we're actually going to go to to Amsterdam too. So I haven't I haven't chatted with James about specifics on that, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll try to get him to come visit us. So, but yeah, awesome. uh, that that'll kind of be the celebration trip after this whole thing is done. So, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of unknown, but everything feels like it's going in the right direction. I've I've also been surprised to figure out how many people in my life are in this field that I'm going into, which is awesome because as every, everybody knows, right? It, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It is what you know in this as well, but right? But like having having people to, you know, give you opportunities. Like when I started education, my friend Sam here was able to get me a job in a terrible job market, right? Like having connections is super valuable. So hopefully, hopefully... uh I don't know, by the end of the season, by the end of the LMLS season, I'll have a career or a job, excuse me. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a career, right? But like a, a job somewhere doing some website design. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how, how many people in your boot camp are former teachers? Uh, none. Just really. Me. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of interesting array, array, array of people. Uh, you could tell there are a lot of like techie 20 somethings that are, trying to find something to do with their lives. Uh, there's a handful of, you know, 30 somethings like me that are just looking to make a job change. A lot of people that quit their jobs and were like, I just want to do something different. There's actually a couple, there's like one guy in this that just is a linguist and he just, right. this is another language for him. So he's learned like, you know, speaking languages and now he wants to learn coding. So that was a, a fun, you know, kind of fun thing to learn about, but yeah, not a, I, I was surprised. I guess I think I thought there would be at least one other one, but but sure. just me, just me in the course. Because what I've I've noticed recently, like on my LinkedIn, I've had at least two or three coding boot camps. Not your exact same one, but I've had two or three coding boot camps reach out to me. Like, are you interested? I was wondering if they're targeting me because I'm a teacher. And <laughs> it could be. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. It's also, I mean, they're making a good money off of this because, right. because coding is something that like a lot of people are just self-taught, right? It's you use YouTube videos, you read books, like that's kind of the old school. Like my instructor was a construction worker that was tired of destroying his body and, and, and taught himself how to code and is, you know, has made a career out of it and is now he had kids and is trying to settle down a little bit and, and do less stressful work. So he's teaching while he is a baby. 
but yeah, you don't need to have a degree to do this. Like it's just a skill. Like you're just learning how to do stuff. So, uh, and 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 what they're what I'm paying for it, what they're 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 charging. While like I'm, I'm thankful for it. I'm sure they're they're they're. It's a very lucrative time for them, especially with everybody trying to leave their jobs. I'm sure they're getting a lot of people, yeah, to hop on board. Well, maybe one day that can be you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Now, with all this busyness, did you get to watch any of EPL Week One? So I, I actually did not. I this was this was kind of a, a just not a very soccer filled weekend for me. I was actually other other than having homework, I also had a guys weekend. I went to a buddy's cabin. We went uh, golfing, just oh, hanging cool. out, hanging out with some friends I hadn't seen in a bit. So that was that was a good time just to you know reconnect couple friends that have children now chatting with them about that and, and the stressors of, of, of parenthood and everything. But yeah, I, I couldn't watch much soccer. I, I did scoreboard watch and it seems like there's a lot of crazy games, you know, what, what man, you, what is going on with man, you and even Liverpool, right? My second team drawing with Fulham week one. What, you know, it happens, but, <laughs> but Hey, Leeds, Leeds got a got the, the got the dub. Okay. American American Brendan Aronson didn't get credit for the goal, but had a beauty a beauty of a, a goal. I'd, I'll say it's a goal um, to put Leeds ahead to have them help them beat Wolves two to one. Chelsea won, right? I, I saw won, yeah. one to nothing. Was yeah. it exciting? Yeah. So I I went. My wife's cousin was staying with us, and and her husband and their kids, and my wife's cousin's husband is an Everton fan and originally we were going to go to Omni and watch the Premier League because Omni will advertise as being like the spot for suburban dads to go and watch EPL on Saturdays but given that I had an Everton fan staying with me I was like let you know let's go to LaDonia you know I knew that that was where the Everton the Minnesota Toffees where they like to meet is that their home bar I'm pretty sure it is I'm pretty sure it is because I, I texted MJ, right, from, right, you, we've met MJ from the Daves I know and uh, Soda Soccer. So I texted MJ ahead of time and was just like, hey, what what's this like? Do they open early? Will there be enough space for me to get a table because I'm going to have kids with me? And bringing kids somewhere where it's standing room only would suck. Not doing that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I assumed I already knew the, the answer to this question, but I was like, is anyone going to be a D about me being a Chelsea fan? Like, I'm bringing an Everton guy with me, but I will be wearing my Chelsea shirt. And Just don't, as long as, I'm sure though, as long as you're not rubbing it in, right? Like, that's that's a right. lot of it. Right. Like, I mean, I, I had my baby with me in, in my arms the entire time. And my, Did you go, woo, when Chelsea won and like run around the place? Or did you keep it reserved? Yeah, like I, I stood up on the bar. I like partially started stripping and just like twirling my stuff in the air and throwing it at people. Yeah, like. What's Chelsea's song? I don't know. what. The, what's their, do they have a, I'm guessing they have a song. All the teams have a song. Um, You know, the, the main chant is just Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. So nothing too original. That's it. There. They don't. They don't have a. <laughs> they don't have like a, a a pop song from the '60s that they've inherited. Yeah. The the Chelsea Chelsea song. Okay, so when they win, like their Wonderwall 
is, do you know, like, the old ska song, One Step Beyond by Madness? Uh, I mean, maybe if I heard it, but just from you saying the name, I don't, I can't recall. It, it's, like, old. You need to sing it for us right now. The people want to know. <laughs> so, it, it doesn't have a lot of words. You just hear some guy go, One Step Beyond! And then it, just these blaring horns. No one wants yeah. to keep going. <laughs> and, and and then just that, you know, that offbeat guitar. Nice. It's it's an obnoxious ska song. It's awesome. Who's the team that that does tiny bubbles? Who's, that's West Ham. That's West Ham. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Leeds has uh, marching on together. You're gonna see us win. We are so proud. We shout it out loud. We love you, Leeds. Leeds. Okay. Leeds. That's that's our song. Leeds, United States of America. I know, right? <laughs> We're taking over. Taking over. Well, cool, man. Yeah, we'll... Uh... I haven't looked up when we have the pot on you loons derby, but when Chelsea, Chelsea and Leeds get to go, they'll win. You know it. It'd still be fun to get together and watch. True, 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 true. I mean, I think my wife's cousin husband, my wife's cousin's husband, had fun watching the Everton Chelsea game with me, and I, I had fun with MJ. That's I, true. I, I think he. I can't speak for MJ if he had fun with me, but. <laughs> He was smiling in that picture I put on Twitter. They play August twenty first. That's the okay. that's the first time they play each other, and then March fourth, which is a ways away. This okay. season is it's so long. It's crazy how long the EPL season is, right? Like, I guess like there's a break in between, right? Like there is a break. Is there like? Well, there's uh, going to be a break for the World Cup this year. But like, even regard with independent of the World Cup, right? Like the season always is from August to. Yeah. Is it always from August to May? Yeah, but I think it started a couple weeks early this year because of the World Cup. Gotcha. I I don't think it norm because I just had one of those Facebook, like, remember this? This is what you were doing. I think it said six years ago was when I was at the very first event held at US Bank Stadium, which was Chelsea against AC Milan. I was there with my wife and Doomsday Jeremy. Oh, were they still in friendly mode back then? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basic. I think it was the six-year anniversary. Had to have been six years. Yeah, it was preseason friendly. So I, I think we're a couple of weeks ahead of where we normally would be as far as the EPL schedule goes, I assume. It's got to be because of the World Cup being, you know, late November into December. That makes sense, right? And that's, I mean, shoot, how long is that? That's going to be like, is that a month off? Is that three weeks off? That's about a month, right? That's going to be super fun. Yeah. I got to make sure that if I get a job or, or when I get a job that I, I let them know, hey, I got to watch these soccer games. There you go. Or I'll right. just, you know, have it in the background, right? Like that's yeah. that work from home life. You just got the game. You'll be you'll be teaching classes. You'll be showing, yep. you know, you'll be showing them mini series about history while you're watching. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the school that you and I worked at together, right, it was a, you know, predominantly Somali school. 
almost all the kids and most of the staff were Somali. And I, I remember there were a couple of soccer tournaments that were going on while we were working there. And yeah, I, I think pretty much every classroom, people were not like watching the games while they were supposed to be working, but everyone had the game kind of playing in the background and would go and check scores like during the day. That was just, that was going to happen. And then, you know, I would always work over the, over the summer and, and sort of same thing. Like in the office, we would have the world cup or, or sorry, most recently it was the euros, but in 2018, it was the world cup. We would have those games on in the office or, yeah, it was, those were always good times. Let's just hope that as the United States embraces soccer more, that that it becomes socially acceptable to kind of like March Madness, right? Like yeah. everyone just, you're just, the expectation is that everyone's working at a much, they're not, no one's going at full capacity during March <laughs> Madness, right? Let's, let's, let's normalize having that happen during the World Cup as well. Oh man, I, just one more thing before we get onto the loons. I remember one time during March Madness, I, again, I, I was teaching kind of in, in the back corner of my classroom. I had my desk and I, I just put the the Badgers, I think it was like the opening round of the NCAA tournament. I put that game on my computer just to kind of check from time to time, see what the score was. And a kid that, you know, matured into a fine young man and I'm Instagram friends with him now and, and he, he is a delight. I'm so proud of this kid. As a sixth grader, he gave us some trouble. Um, I, I know he gave me trouble. I know he gave you trouble. He he gave us some trouble. And I, I, I had him, we call it take a break, where you're just supposed to ask a kid to go take a break, sort of center themselves and come back when they believe that they're ready. Well, I have him take a break, and I didn't even notice. 20, 30 minutes had gone by, and... You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to dismiss the class. And I look back and he's still there. He watched like a half hour of that game. <laughs> hey, you didn't make a noise though, right? Like he wasn't no. being disruptive. <laughs> he was there not. you go. Just, just put sports on for a kid. Put him in the corner. Watch this sports event. <laughs> <laughs> I have joked with him about, right? Like, because, you know, he sought me out as, as an adult. And, you know, I have, I have no problem. When former students find me on social media as as adults, no, no problem there. Nothing weird about that. So, plus I, I had taught some of his younger siblings, so I had seen him in sort of the passing years, and I, I joked with him all the time. Yeah, I, that and he was the reason we had to put. Um, he was the reason that we had to put a security code on the teachers' lounge. <laughs> I don't know if I know that story. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Uh, was he eating food out of the fridge? Or wait, sorry, we we had no. He wanted there was a pop machine in there. Oh yeah, nice. No, sorry, we had a security code on the teacher's lounge. He was the reason we had to switch out that and do card keys, <laughs> is because he would just kind of watch to see what code people were entering to get in. <laughs> hey, that's that's pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, good times. Anyway. Let, let's talk a little bit more soccer. Morgan Turner of Minnesota Aurora, she has signed her first professional contract. She is going to Portugal. I believe the team is pronounced Torrance, according to Google Translate, Torrance. And it looks like Torrance is in Portugal's top flight for women. It looks like 
She'll be playing against Benfica. She'll be playing against Sporting. Doesn't look like Porto is in that division. So I I, I don't know what's with Porto there. But yeah, she's going to be lining up against Benfica, Sporting. The town is a little north of Lisbon, not far from the Atlantic. Looks beautiful. According to the quick Google search that I just did, Portugal we, looks beautiful. We've, ta- we've talked. You know, I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod, but Sam and I have had a lot of conversations about Portugal and how it seems like a pretty nice place. You it know? does seem like a pretty nice place. Uh, other news for the Aurora had some team of the year selections. Oh, I didn't even see this. Yeah, so uh, Kenzie Lang, or I guess maybe I should go backwards. Reverse, reverse. Okay. Uh, so we had two second teamers. All right. Sarah Fuller was the second team goalkeeper. Nice. And Kelsey Kafusi, 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 uh, center back extraordinaire. She was also second team. And then Kenzie Langdock was first team. I know she was in contention for player of the year. I thought she got it. Did she get it? I thought she got it. I know she Did was we vo- not- like the vote. We were all voting for her. So I don't know if that was if that was announced yet i'm looking at their twitter account i don't really see anything about it so other than just yeah those three being a part of the team of the year so congratulations ladies crushed how many it times what a great think, season how many times do you think uh james voted for kenzie langdock <laughs> so, <many. laughs> so many so many times i thought i was going all out by like encouraging all of you to vote and putting it out on twitter i thought i was doing my part and then james replies and there was there were still several hours left to get your votes in, and James is like, "Yeah, I already voted like thirty times, mate." Great, 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 great impression, by the way. Sorry, I used to be okay at doing those. <laughs> yeah, I already voted like thirty times. You're becoming more mate. British. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, gotta bring it back with the mate, mate. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? Good for James here. And, and Kenzie Langdock was unreal. Like she, she yeah. had a great, great season. I, you know, I, I don't know if we talked about it a lot on the podcast, you know, cause it was kind of a bummer cause they lost, but, but just watching that final, like she, her job was to shut down Amy Andrews or whatever her name was the top scorer for, for South Georgia Tormenta. And she, she didn't do anything that game because Kenzie Langdock locked her down. Yeah. You know, she, Fantastic player, scored some goals on the season. Just awesome. So good for her. Glad she's getting the recognition she needs. I know that this is kind of a, you know, we stand for for other players on this podcast. I'm bummed. I'm bummed that our girl, Maya Hansen, is not on one of these teams, but that's okay. I'm sure, you know, other teams got to get representatives too. There's always next year, and it was probably all political anyway. Probably. All political. Well, let's uh, move things on over to the loons. We closing down the secondary transfer window last week, Friday. We brought in three players. We let one go. Obviously, Adrian Hanu was the one we let go, which opened up a DP spot. But Justin, let's run down quick the three that we brought in. Yeah, so we brought in a striker. Slash winger, Mender Garcia, a 23-year-old Colombian with one youth cap for the Colombian national team. Not a small deal. Per MLSsoccer.com, Mender is expected to hold the final DP spot for the rest of the season, but can be bought down in the winter. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about that because I mean, we, we we've talked about it. Kind of, uh, I know that transfer marked isn't the end all be all, right? Like we've seen players that have had low valuations come in here and and show out and be amazing, right? Curvin Cur- Ariaga, prime example of that. Uh, Franco Fragapane, another example of that. Uh, but I was very surprised when I saw the DP attachment with with him, right? He's He's not, I mean, he's 23 years old. He's not highly coveted by any means. He might come in and in, in shock the world and, and surprise us and, and be an amazing player. But we definitely, when we saw his name come up and everything that kind of pointed towards this being like a depth signing. So I'm curious to see what the rationale behind it is. Is it just because we have a spot to burn, right? And maybe does it not, does it not count as an international spot because he's a DP maybe? Huh, now you're stumping me on the does it not count as an international spot. I don't have a master's degree in MLS roster allocations, right? So I'm I'm having a difficult time answering this question. Uh, And I I think a lot of it will probably come out as we learn more about this player. I forget, did we even talk about Garcia in the last episode? Yeah, oh yeah, we've talked about all these guys. Yeah. Per usual, right? We know about these dudes for months. We've been we've oh, been yeah. about been Bender Garcia for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that that film, man. That is. I looked up film. his. He he had a he looked at a a fine FIFA score. You know, it was fine. Not not what I would consider DP quality, but fine. What I'm guessing is is that it's just strategic in how you use your allocations. The team wasn't planning on bringing in anyone more expensive. If if the team was, the the team probably wouldn't have done it this way. They probably wouldn't have structured his contract this way. That DP spot is there now that Hanu is gone. I I'm sure it's just the team moving the numbers around to make everything work the way that they want it to work. Because even Amaria, right? Like even Amaria, like Amaria, probably comparable valuation and salary to Robin Lid. Like, I mean, we, we've had this, right? We've had this with so many players before. Um, Angelo Rodriguez, technically a DP, able to be bought down. Jan Gregish, technically a DP, able to be brought down. Now we have Luis Amaria, seems to be about that same sort of valuation. Mender Garcia, yeah, going to be bought down in the winter. I think it's just how you move your pieces around to make your roster work. The next guy we're bringing in, a center midfielder, Jonathan Gonzalez. And this one I I do have a lot more questions about that I think will be answered as the year goes on. He is 23 years old. He's alone to us from Monterey for the remainder of the season. So after this season, as far as his future with us, we don't quite know. Not only did we have to bring him in on loan for Monterey, but we had to pay Colorado about $50 in Monopoly money and agree to lose to them last Saturday <laughs> just to bring him in. They didn't. Hey, you know, we, we were hearing about this on, on deadline day and confirmation confirmation <laughs> did not happen until after the loss. So my tinfoil hat is out and much like much like when I, I think I think that we lost the game. I think we lost the game Kai Kamara couldn't play in. Yep. I think that I think <laughs> Colorado sure like stipulates with these deals with them that we have to lose. Uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's for real. I think 
I think we're getting played. But it's okay. Maybe Jonathan Gonzalez will be a, a stud for us, and we can overlook the loss. Well, and, you know, it's it's funny. I, I reached out to my friend Omar, who he's been on this podcast before. He's the one that founded the Labara 608 supporters group in, in Madison, for Forward Madison. You know, he he's one of my guys that, in in terms of Mexican soccer, right, he, he knows Mexican soccer. And I, I reach out to him, and I, I'm like, Hey, what what can you tell me about this guy? And he's like, "Oh yeah, he should be pretty good for you." <laughs> and that, that was about it. I uh, didn't didn't have too much to say, but as I'm kind of looking at his resume, you know, as someone that's been on the interview teams before when I'm bringing in teachers or administrators into the schools I've worked in, you look out for what are what are the red flags? I I see some pedigree. I also see some red flags. So he is a former U.S. Men's National Team Youth International who famously switched to Mexico. And he does have three caps for Mexico's senior team. But I want to say three caps for Mexico's senior team since 2018. So yay, that that's exciting. But it's it's not like those are all like super recent. Like it's not like we're getting a guy that, ooh, he just got his third cap for Mexico's senior team. These are all since 2018, which was already four years ago since his first cap. And he's only had three of them. He has had 84 appearances for Monterey, which is one of the bigger Liga MX teams. But he is also now on his third loan away from Monterey since 2021. He's been loaned away to two other teams in Mexico, at least first division teams in Mexico and now us. I think Heath's quote kind of sums up some of these red flags. We are hopeful he can resurrect his career here because a couple of years ago, he looked as though he was going to be one of the bright things of Mexican football. That's what Adrian Heath says about him. He was a, a young stud player. Like it was, it was a big deal when he flipped, you know? Yeah. There, there, I, I saw the comments and stuff when, you know, I'm looking at Tom Bogert's tweets or whatever. And people are like, remember when, it was the sky was falling when he switched his allegiances, right? Like it was, you know, we, we, and we talked about it before on the show. Like there's been a couple instances where a guy has, who could have been played for the U S or even did play for the U S as a youth decided to change his mind. And it's like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do without this guy? I, I I'm the, I'm the, the FIFA expert here. Right. And, and looking at his stats on FIFA, he, in 2017, so five years ago, he had a, an 85 potential, which is like, that's good, like high expectations. So, th- so that tells me that he was thought very highly of as a, you know, he was ha- thought, thought very highly of as an 18-year-old, that this guy is going to be amazing. Now, as a 23-year-old, now it's down to 75. I'm looking in through the years, it's declined just a little bit by bit every single year his ceiling as a player. And, and that, that kind of is the way things work, right. In sports, like a lot of guys kind of show flashes and you kind of show who you are as time goes on. Right. We just talked in the last episode about, uh, LA galaxy's latest player, Ricky Puig, or I think it's actually not pronounced like that. My, my apologies, whatever it is, but you know, guys that, that, that year, a couple years ago as 18 year olds, this guy could be the greatest player that's ever played the game. Or maybe not that, right? But like this guy could be a stud, right? This guy could 
play in 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 Europe. He could be a star, an international star. And some guys just they just never get a ton better, right? It doesn't mean he's not a good player. Like he has ability, right? Like he has played at a high level as a young player. He just hasn't taken that next step. And I don't know if it's injuries, right? Like that that a lot of times is what it is. It's guys just can't stay healthy. You know, they can't stay on the field. They you have a nag you just have consistent nagging injuries that just don't allow you to ever progress. But I don't know. I I, I think I think this looks like a, a nice a nice little low risk, high reward type of thing, whether it's for us or for Monterey. I mean, maybe he comes in and he's a stud for us, and they they keep him. more. I mean, this could be one of those things where the the conversation all along is that this is going to be a a loan to buy, and maybe we just haven't heard about it, right? Like that. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I I I, I mean, I know you and I we both agree. Like we'd love to see him resurrect his career here. I think it'd be awesome for this team if we could have a young center defensive mid like a 23 year old center defensive mid become a great player for us that'd be awesome and we we need we need that position right now we do we do badly badly i think it's no coincidence that we've just let in four goals for the second time in two games and we're struggling with uh you know we're 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 struggling with having enough bodies to put into that midfield role. We're really struggling. And he may be well-needed relief. And, you know, who knows? I know this is just a loan, but as we saw with Luisa Maria, when you have players come in on loan and they are happy and they are feeling it, players do have a way to find their way to the place that they want to be that wants them there. As you saw with Luisa Maria. So maybe, as Justin said, low risk, high reward. Maybe Jonathan Gonzalez resurrects his career here as Adrian Heath believes he can do. And maybe Jonathan Gonzalez wants to carry out his career here. That'd be great. The last person we brought in, we don't really need to talk about him more because he's been here since Everton. So we've probably had three or so episodes since he was announced. Alan Benitez. 28-year-old Paraguayan, right back. You've seen him. He he started for the first time against Colorado, which... Had a, had a nice assist. Yeah. Nice little cross into Amaria on that, that sweet, sweet goal. Yeah. That he did. That he did. Obviously, the defense will need some working. Um, that defense needs to get on the... That defense needs to get back to form, not necessarily Benitez's fault. Now, Justin, we can just kind of touch on this game a little bit. It's it's always interesting. It's, uh, you know, it's not that when the loons lose that we just don't want to talk about it. It's not that when the loons lose that we're we're just like, this isn't worth talking about. But this was a fluky sort of game. Loons go up early, right? The loons are up here. Let me let me just load this up. Four here. minutes in. Four minutes in. Okay, four Abu minutes. Abu scores. Abu scores. Okay, we don't have Ray. We don't have Lud. We don't have Boxy. Okay, if I was to ask you, Justin, who are the three most important players on our team, there's a chance 
that you say exactly those three players, and those are the three we don't have. Will Trap is still out, and then Reynoso, Lud, and Boxy all out on yellow card accumulation. Yeah, missing a lot of pieces. Missing a lot of pieces. Showing a lot of showing a lot of inexperience on the defensive end. Uh, I have the I have the ratings pulled up from from Fobob, and it was not a pretty night for our defense. Uh, Kamar Lawrence had a four point nine rating out of ten. Bakaida Bossi, stalwart Bakaida Bossi, had a five point one. Uh, K- K- Nabi Kimiguchi, who had to start for center defensive mid, had a 5.9. Kalman had a 7.2. I'd say he had a pretty solid game, right? Scored a goal. He scored a goal. Well. He did miss that header, though. Um, I forget which one of Colorado's many goals he missed the header on. I think it was the second one. There was a weird throw-in. And he goes up to head the ball away, completely misses it. The ball lands at the, at the feet of Probably Zardes, um, since Zardes had a hat trick <laughs> against us. Yeah, you you'd be yeah, your boy Zardes just had a had quite the game. Which were all of his goals were all of his goals Dane St. Clair not collecting a save in, in him cleaning it up? I think two of them were at least. Maybe not the third one. Yeah, Dane had a weird night and Dane, I'm I'm always yeah. hesitant. I'm I'm always very hesitant. Um you know, I, I listened to a Chelsea podcast and it's called London is Blue. And one of the main guys of London is, is Blue is a former goalkeeper. I think he was a college level NCAA goalkeeper. And he always he, he talks about the goalkeepers union. And and I wish James was on because James was a former former goalkeeper himself. And I'm, I'm always very hesitant to judge a goalkeeper because I don't totally understand what goes into being a good goalkeeper. And right. I'm big on admitting, admitting what I don't know and, and not trying to just blow smoke about something I don't know about. I don't know. To me, Dane seems a little off. I, I thought Dane seemed a little off in the last game too, in the last four goal game as well. I know I had texted you guys about that. It, it doesn't feel right criticizing Dane at this point, right? MLS all-star Dane St. Clair. Yeah, FOMOP, though, if, if you want you want some validation for your feelings, he had a 2.9 out of 10 in this game. And to put that in perspective, because a lot of times, like obviously with goalies, right? Like you give in goals, it's going to be a bad rating. Like that's just the way it is. But last week when they when he gave up four to Portland... He had a 6.9 as well. Like he had sure. a he had a solid, that's a solid rating. I would have not guessed that if you had showed me that score, no way I would think that that would be a four-goal performance, right? Uh, but 2.9 is atrocious. That is really, really bad. Like that is, those goals are your fault, right? Like right. watching the replays, like spilling out of your hands. I mean, it happens once and it's like, that sucks, right? But it happened multiple times. And you got to clean that up. And we love Dane, right? He's Oh yeah. He's a superstar. We we want to see him we want to see him I mean, why wouldn't we, right? We want to see him be successful in this league. Uh but 
maybe it's time. And I don't mean I don't mean give Tyler Miller the job, but maybe give Dane a break. I don't know. He is an all star though, so yeah, <laughs> he's going to be playing this Wednesday. Well, and it is tricky because it's it's like you don't want to. I mean, Dane has Dane has a lot going on right now. He's about to play in the MLS All Star Game, which he probably cares about. He is trying to maintain his spot on the Canadian men's national team that is World Cup bound. So Dane wants to play in the World Cup. Not only does he want to make the team, which I would assume he's, you know, I I, I don't want to say a shoe in to make the team because I don't really follow the Canadian men's national team very closely. But I'm kind of assuming he is a shoe in. He hasn't been their number one yet, though. He wants to be their number one. He feels like he is close to being their number one. And he wants to not only go to the World Cup, he wants some playing time in the World Cup. So I know Dane's going to want to right the ship. He's he's a competitor. I mean, he's a professional athlete. Of, of course, he doesn't want to be benched. Tyler Miller, he's done after this year. We were not able to offload him. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how close they got to yeah. to, to getting rid of him. Because I know the conversation going into the season, even Heath alluded to the fact that they might sell off one of them, right? Like that was, you know, it's been part of conversations. So Tyler Miller's here to stay for the rest of the year, but then he's, he's out. Right. I know I've made this comparison before. I, I think it's like when you're playing fantasy football and you have like the number seven and number eight quarterbacks in the league. You can only play one of them. You're trying to trade one of them, but no one's really offering you anything. So do you trade him for something that's below value? Or do you just keep him just in case? And I think Minnesota United did what so many of us in that situation when we're playing fantasy football for way lower of stakes. I think Minnesota United just did that. And we're like, well, if you're not going to offer us anything... He's good insurance for if we need to play him. We want to make a playoff push. We want to push for an MLS Cup final. I mean, look at the market though, right? Like, look at look at our like Ochoa, right? Like, he didn't go for very much. No, I don't. I think there was another keeper that got moved, but I mean, keepers are just not. It's not that they're not valuable, but they're not. They're not, they're not valuable, right? Like they're not these, you're not going to get a ton for them. And, and how terrible would would it be for Dane St. Clair to get hurt? Yeah. And us, not that I don't love big Fred and Eric Dick, but I'd rather have Tyler Miller. Yeah. So we all would, we all would. So I, I don't know. I, I, I can kind of see. This is a complicated situation. Like, I could kind of see how giving Dane St. Clair a little rest to clear his mind, giving Tyler Miller a little time. I I mean, Tyler Miller would probably shine if given the chance. We know he's good. He He was our starter last year. We know he's good. I could also see that given everything that Dane St. Clair has going on right now, I could see that just being devastating for Dane. And, and you know, 
right? Like Heath, right? As a manager, he has to know his players and kind of has to know what they're looking for, what they want, how they're going to react. He has to kind of manage everything. So it's not only best for the team, but best for the player, because ultimately what's best for the player is best for the team. And in Dane St. Clair's case, right? You don't want your goalie of the future to be disgruntled, um, especially as he is on his way to the World Cup. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Tyler um, get a go. I also would be surprised at the same time. I, I think especially given that the World Cup is coming up and given Dane St. Clair's ambitions in that World Cup, I I just I don't see him taking that well, and I don't blame Dane St. Clair for not taking it well. I, I And then the fact that Tyler Miller is on his way out I don't know. I, I, I personally, if, if you had to ask me right now, do we see Tyler Miller in the next two games? I would say no. Justin, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that maybe they should, but I don't know. I mean, what if, what if Tyler Miller plays out of his mind? You know, then what, like, do you what do? if he, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, what if, what if he just he has man of the match type game? We saw that. We saw that last year, right? Yeah. Like Dane St. Clair won the job in camp, loses four in a row. Tyler Miller doesn't give up the job for the rest of the year. Right. You know, until he's hurt, right? Um I don't know if I don't know if, if Adrian wants to risk that. So I would say they're probably telling him, enjoy this, enjoy the all star game relax, take a little break and come back ready for this Nashville game to, to, to correct it, you know, and he'll have some defensive help, but, but I mean, we had, we had Michael Boxall during the, the, the game against Portland, right? Like, you know, so, uh, hopefully, hopefully Dan gets it right. Like I, you know, obviously we need him to, we want him to, right. For, for the good of the team. So. Well, cool, man. Well, you need to get back to coding. Yeah. I got a, I got a project to do. Everybody. <laughs> I have some things coming up myself coming up though, Wednesday, August 10th, 7 30 PM. That's actually a really good time for me. I wish more loons game started at 7 30 PM <laughs> on a Wednesday though. Yeah, because my kid's not in bed until like 7.30. It's all about me, Justin. It's, <laughs> it's all and about we me. Play, and then we have Sunday. We play Nashville. Is it... Uh, it's at home against Nashville. No, it's not. Is it's it away. at home? It's away. It's away? Yep. Oh, never mind. Away. Nashville. 8 o'clock in Nashville on a Sunday. Isn't Nashville East Coast? Or Eastern Time Zone? Or are they Central? I would have assumed it was Central, but I, but I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I, I really Sunday don't know. eight o'clock. How do you feel about Sunday eight o'clock? You cool with that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I hated it when I was an in person teacher. I absolutely hated it for like NFL games. Right? NFL games one are longer. <laughs> you you don't have to get you don't have to be at your school at six o'clock anymore. Y- yeah, I used to get to school <laughs> at six o'clock, so I just hated. Um, you know, staying up until like it would, you would stay up until after 10 
watching a game and then you'd have to try to fall asleep. I remember trying to fall asleep after some crazy Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers wizardry trying to go to sleep after that. Or, or if the, or if you get a heartbreaking loss, so you stayed up late to watch your team lose. Yeah. How terrible is that? that feeling? That's not, that's not fun either. Um, it's it's more likely it's been the Aaron Rodgers wizardry that <laughs> no big deal no big deal just has me just amped and I I can't go to sleep and I end up you know waking up at like four thirty with my alarm and I'm just tired the rest of the day chugging Monster so like now that I work later and work from home these late games don't bother me as much I actually kind of like them because my kids are in bed. Fair. Fair. Uh, this game against Nashville is a big deal, though, because we we are no longer in third place, folks. Sadly, we dropped to fourth with 35 points. FC Dallas jumped ahead of us. They're a point ahead of us right now. Uh, but Nashville, Nashville is sixth place, and they're only two points behind us. Yeah. So uh, important to get a result out of this game. At least, right? Like, at yeah. least get a get a result. I know it's hard. It's on the road. I'm looking at the percentages, and they have, you know, who knows? But, like, they have Nashville as a 50% chance of winning. We have a 25% chance, 25% of a draw. But I think this is a really important game for this team. Um, coming out of the All-Star break, the All-Star break, break in quotation marks, <laughs> even though it's like a midweek game, right? You're right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, against a, a, a playoff opponent, a team that, you know, going into this season, they thought Nashville was going to switch over and be the class of the West. So uh, good team, good defenders on that squad, good uh, good attackers on that squad. It'll be a good chance for us to hopefully get a get a W or, or get a get a point on the road and 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 get back on that winless streak. Right. We just we just lost our first game after, you know, seven unbeaten streak. That's that's huge. Right. Like. That streak was awesome. Let's get another streak going. Well, cool, man. You got to get coding. I'll chop this up and send it out to the masses. It's good talking to you, though, Justin. I I really don't know why. I, I just talked to you last week, but it feels... <laughs> You're talking. We're we're talking in a group of three, right? This is uh this is the the uh, the original cast right here. So yeah, good chatting with you as well. And pot on you loons, right? Like let let's uh let's let's see Ray get a goal on Wednesday. Let's see Dane have a sick save. There's some goalie skills competition thing that's not, but it's not going to be televised. Jerks, like it's only like for live. That's what I saw on Twitter. The, like this goalie wars thing that they're talking oh, yeah. about. It's only live. So, but I'm sure we'll see a highlight if, if it, there is a highlight reel thing. They should live stream it for the nerds. They should. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> Buy me a beer. <laughs> Peace out, pot on you loons. Peace out.